0: Thank you. So Beneath Me is playing Nine Inch Nails, The Frail. I figured tonight we would talk about lyrics and we would talk about music and the mood and what it does to all of us, what it does to me. But then again, it's not always about me. Um, As I grow as a person throughout my time here, I, I've had to learn that in such a profound way To let go of certain things Jealousy, vengeance, anger Oh jeez, I had a lot of rage when I was a kid Oh yeah Little of that is the ADD The frustrations um, Not being able to communicate In the way that I've wanted to That's probably why I took to public speaking so well in college was because it was something that I had to learn to do very well in order for the grade. Huh. <sighs> so this band, I mean, has been in existence for as long as I think any of us can remember. And they were inducted in twenty twenty, during the pandemic, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And at the central core of Nine Inch Nails is Mr. Michael Trent Reznor that's his full name um is it Michael Trent Reznor oh geez I mean you you think of everything that he's done since and he's won Academy Awards and Grammys but at the center of yeah Michael Trent Reznor <laughs> at the center of his creative force is Nine Inch Nails. Because he is, he is the, the sole survivor of the band. Because there's been so, so many incarnations of, of Nine Inch Nails. So many different touring members. And um, whew. you want to talk about a musician who... You know, there are musicians that have a style. And you know it's them. And when he composes music, either for a movie or for Nine Inch Nails or for someone like Halsey, that was interesting. You know it's him because he has a style. But that's not I want that's not what I wanted to talk about tonight. I wanted to talk about the lyrics. You know, I think everything that he ever went through are in the lyrics. You know, now and he still it's interesting because I think people assume that when an artist such as the Caliber has he you know he's clean he he doesn't do drugs anymore that i think and the sad thing is that people prefer their rock stars fucked up but he is still able when i saw him live to channel that past in such a way that it, i mean he, he truly did come back haunted remember that song but even songs like hearsay hearsay is such a powerful song and as someone who was Around Catholicism so much during their life to hear it, you know, I'm I'm there's the you know you have the two voices in your head and you have the the good side and the bad side and the good side is like oh my god it's so blasphemous and then the other side's like yeah but you were not raised Catholic you were raised to respect it but no it's not blasphemous if you in your heart don't feel it and so. Yeah, um, I think with Nine Inch Nails, it's all about this visceral, this, it's, it's it's similar to someone just flying out of the sun and flying back into the sun. You know, whenever he's talking about, uh, you know, 26 years on my way to hell, I mean, I know those songs in and out. You either listen to them if you are having a moment or if you're at the gym, there are certain people that I cannot listen to at the gym. I can actually listen to Nine Inch Nails, even though it is visceral, and I'm able to think, and I'm able to concentrate. And there's and then and then there's that rage. Oh, that's the and he still can cull it in such a way. Uh, when um, I saw them live last year, that was my first time ever seeing them live. I want to give a shout out to someone who, I think you saw them, what is it, during the Fragile tour? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, He's probably sleeping right now. Um, He's a big, big Nine Inch Nails fan. Because when I saw them, he was like, oh, you're seeing them. Um, And the next time I see them, I'm going to take him to go see them because I promised you I would and I want to live up to my promise to take you to go see them so whatever incarnation Nine Inch Nails is at at that point in moment I'll pay for it <laughs> I'll pay for it um, so yeah that's that's for you um, what can I say about these lyrics I mean when I was younger yes oh God when I was younger and I'm According to some people, I'm still a baby Okay, this is usually people who are older than me Oh, you're 42, you're just, okay, okay Huh, and then, you know, other people like Oh my god, you need to dye your hair Yeah, that's why I'm just going to probably shave shave it off I need to reset But it's not about me It's about these lyrics It's about these lyrics And years ago, I'd often said I would get tattoos When I got in really good shape And then when I got there, I didn't want to get them because i had always loved lyrics i always wanted people to read me not just probably physically and mentally but my body to read my body and to read all of these lyrics that mean something to me but then i started to realize that they're already a part of me because when i talk about them or when i feel it because i don't just listen to music to listen to it and it's not a background noise I'm feeling it If I have the windows down and I'm driving around listening to Nine Inch Nails I'm feeling it I'm channeling something And I think that's what we all do We don't want to be heard We're channeling something Get out of the way okay? Especially when Nine Inch Nails is playing Like the other day I was listening to We're in this together now And that is such a When I hear it, I have all these different images in my head. I mean, that's something that I need to listen to when I am working out and focus because it's a building song. We're in this together now. Nobody can stop us now. I'm not going to sing it. I can sing, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Not on this show. Not on this show. Because then it's just going to be like the Kelly Clarkson show and I don't do that. I'm sure she's got a great show, but when someone sings every minute on their show and I'm like... Isn't that what Carpool Karaoke is about? But anyway. (sighs) Um, Lyrics. Lyrics to me, even when there's not lyrics, like in, in the song, The Frail, where it's the pianos, and it's so beautiful. And you're listening to these, just these moments. But back to the tattoos, I will... I'm probably going to regret saying this. I will make an exception. Now, some people have said to me, you get one, you're going to get a whole bunch. No. Because I know my my limitations. I know them in life. And I love Tool. I would so, you know, maybe, maybe some artwork by Alex Gray and representing my love for Tool. But I don't really feel I have to do that. Okay? Um... But because I feel such a kinship with these lyrics that I'm going to... where Where is it? Um, I even talked about it today. I was at work and I thought... Probably the lyrics that I would probably get on me, and I would probably get them on my chest, where my heart is. Um. Okay. Yeah, I already played it at the beginning of the show, and it was, wish there was something real, wish there was something true, wish there was something real in this world full of you. That's the only part of it I want. That's it. I mean, I do like the part in the song where he says fist fuck, because I think that's funny. And and I do know people who do like to fist fuck, but I don't. Um, Yeah. So... (laughs) The fact that I said that, and you're probably like, oh my god, I can't believe he said that. Remember, this is my show, and I'm talking to you, so sit the fuck down. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, you know, there's uh, something that I can never have. Oh, that song. There is such an intimacy. Even though he is singing in such a visceral melodic, metal, scream-sing kind of way, the way that it is all constructed is powerful, is, uh, it's moving. It's moving. I, I remember when they did the inductions and Annie Clark of St. Vincent talked about head like a hole and how it has three different choruses bow down to the one that you serve, you're going to get what you deserve, you know, but then it's got this other part to it. And, um, she was so fucking right. And, but there, there's such a, uh, you know, how do I find the words for this? <sighs> there is just, Okay, it turned it's off. Connected. There's such a um. God, I'm at a loss for words, and I hate doing that when I'm podcasting. In other aspects of life, I'm all for it, but in this aspect, no. Because <laughs> now I, I well, I'm naked. More ways than one. Um, jeez. It's uh there are certain songs of Nine inch Nails. I mean, every, we all know closer. Come on, He wants to fuck you like an animal. I could apply that in so many different ways. Or eraser where um you know, uh, he he's singing in such a tone. Trent Reznor has probably one of the most interesting voices, if not right next to Maynard James Keenan of Tool. Because the way he is able to use it, okay? It's not, it's not, uh, how would I describe this? I shouldn't even say it that way. It's different. It's different. Because it's low, but then at the same time, it's very, very raw. He can take it to a raw place that no other artist can. And then at the same time, he can be melodic. And he has such a control to his tone. And that's why the lyrics are so biting. You really can fucking bite them. And you can feel them and you live with them. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about all of the songs. I mean just songs that for me where it is going to be you know it's uh it's there's a personal connection to it there's certain things that i'm thinking about and to quote someone i'm not going to give away the whole farm until you tell you what i'm thinking about when i hear those songs uh i think when you're podcasting people want you to tell everything i'm not going to tell everything because you don't all need to know everything about me um The only people who do are people that I am intimate with on many different levels. There are certain things I will not discuss, but I will discuss with people that I feel (sighs) safe talking to. Not just safe, but connected. And when I hear these songs... I'm connecting all of these different images and memories. Oh, some good and some bad. And, um... Yeah. I'm not a perfect person. I don't think any of us are. I just want to feel. When I hear these songs, I feel. In such a way that is hard to describe. And, um... When I saw them, what really got me was, you know, and yeah, everyone, you know, we live, we live, in, we all have these phones and we film. And sometimes I try not to. I'm sure that if I go with someone to see them, I won't film them because I'd like to enjoy that moment of saying, here, I told you I would take you to go see them. And here you go. Let's just exist. Exist. Um, in reality, let's watch this and, and let it hit us. And when I saw them for the first time, first of all, to, I am aware that I have to do things for myself. And one of those things is going making these experiences, these artists that I've always wanted to see, and I have the means and the uh, manpower, manpower, it's just me, to do it, to make it happen and I made it happen for myself. Sure, I wanted to take other people with me, but I'd never seen them before. I'd come close in 2005, and someone, let's just say, kind of betrayed me, and I didn't, that's where I would have ensued the rage and the vengeance, and I didn't. And I've learned that, oh, even jealousy. Oh, jeez. I've really had to work on myself throughout the years. Every now and then, I still get a little... (sighs) But I just have to remember, okay, you're not a bad person. You just made bad choices in life, very bad choices. You trusted the wrong people sometimes, and you have to really listen to your intuition. And so that's what I've had to do is to listen to my intuition and then be happy for people. And that used to be hard. Now I now it's like, hey, good for you. That's good. Because I'm fully aware of cause and effect. I'm fully aware of that. Like, if I do something bad, oh, it's going to get me. It's going to get me. If I treat someone in a very negative way, it's going to come back to me. And so, you know, you do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, um... So when I go and I see these bands, it's for me. It's for me because I don't feel I've earned it. I feel, okay, the teenager in me is like, oh, my God, you finally get to see them. And I remember that day. It was a Sunday. It was September eleventh, twenty 2022. And... It was in Berkeley. And when I, and I was originally going to get a parking space and then take an Uber or walk. And then I, I, by chance, went through the parking garage and they had openings. I was like, okay. So I paid for it and I parked my car close to uh, the theater where uh, it's an old Greek, this is a Greek theater where uh, Nine Inch Nails were playing. Thankfully, I did that because then a line formed all the way around the block. And it was just, I, I have a picture of it. It's like, oh, my God, we're all here. We're all here to converge on to Nine Inch Nails, this legendary band that has uh, <sighs> stood the test of time for 34 years. 34 fucking years, okay? that is That is some fucking just amazing stuff to be able to, uh, see them at at that moment in time. And I am so just, uh, in awe of, you know, what I got to witness. Um, but the lyrics, you know, what they do as a band is uh I mean you got head like a hole. Come on. Terrible. The first album, the first album is such a it's such a fuck you. In in so many different ways. It's such a good fuck you. It's such a bad fuck you. It's such a kind of um I'm having to talk in a certain tone cuz someone is doing something that they shouldn't be doing right now. And it's like, "Oh god, leave me out of that, please." So, I uh, for fun? No, well, not for fun. Uh, here we go. Pretty hate machine because it's the thirty fourth anniversary this year. Head like a hole. Terrible lie. Down it. Down in it. Sanctified. Something I can never have. Kinda. I want to sin. That's what I get. The only time ring finger. Damn. Oh, I know what he's gonna do with that ring finger. You know. As a band, I mean, in the lyrics, you know, first of all, I'm not going to read The Perfect Drug. I'm going to have to just play it. That is probably one of their most, that video, first of all, that video was striking. And I would always tell certain people, oh, I'd love it if they would do that live. And you know what they'd always say? Oh, they're not going to do that. You know, the, the experts, because it's a, it's a soundtrack track. Okay, well, when I saw them, they did it. They did it. I and I was kind of waiting for it because I had I you know they have they what they do is they release those set lists, and I thought, oh, okay. So, I mean, I wanted them to do the line begins to blur because I, I love, I love that song but they didn't. Yeah, when you see bands um first of all the the pre preconceived notions of uh you have to you have to let go of them. As a person I've had to let go of preconceived notions because it really does. I mean, I I I do listen to my intuition. Um I don't know if I should be saying that cuz there are certain things where I'm like, okay, when you feel something, for me, it's mostly good things. If it's something where I, I'm in danger, of course, of course. Uh, but uh, if it's something good, yeah, I I'm probably you know there I'm uh, how do I say this? I'm probably feeling something, something that I didn't think I would feel. So September 11th, let's see, 2022, uh, (laughs) I mean, what can I say about that moment? When they busted out, first of all, there was this gentleman I was talking to, very nice guy, and we had both been at the Montley Crew fuck fest. I'm not a big Montley Crew fan. And my friends had paid for the tickets. It was Montley Crew Poison, Def Leopard and Joan Jett. Jeff Def Leopard and Joan Jett were good. I, I could stomach that, but Montley Crew, no. So that gentleman was saying, Oh yeah, you got the geriatric Montley Crew. I said, Yeah, they sucked. And he says, Well, get ready, man is this your first time seeing Nine Inch Nails? And I was like, yes. Oh, hoo, hoo. he says, oh, get ready. They're going to rip you open. Oh, and they did rip me open. And it was amazing. And he was singing along, like, to the parts. Like, there's a part in um, uh, The Perfect Drug toward the end of the song. And I could hear him in back of me. I don't think you can hear it on the video I made. But, um, oh, God. That was a moment. We were all we were all just in it, together, and and listening. And there are very few times that happens. It happened to me when I saw Tool and Meshuggah and Behemoth. We are all in that together. We are taking in this moment. Um. But I will say, when they opened the show. They open with Somewhat Damaged from the Fragile album, the double album. And um, here we go. And as I'm watching that, that's a live recording that I took. As I'm watching that now, I start to realize the video doesn't do it justice. Because to be there, and so then I have to channel that memory that I have of when the lights go down. They they bust open with that. That's, a, that's really a way to open a fucking show. And it set the tone for the night. I felt like I was being hit in the chest and in the face in such a way that, you know, I mean, but then you remembered that you can also do that sexually. <laughs> and that's closer, of course, probably... You know, and the march of pigs. He, I think, yeah, he did the march of pigs, and it was, and it was a night. It was, it was an amazing night, and then mm, they busted it out with. Well, I've been, I've been waiting for it to talk about it. Here we go. I used to be pretty good at playing the saxophone. Every day, every single day, I get a little bit worse. (laughs) If that's possible. All right, you ready? Pull away. I don't want to pull away. Huh. I'm like I said. I'm not going to talk about hurt. Hurt is such a song that first of all they did play that, and it was and that's how they ended the night. And I thought how kind of uh, it was. A, it was a moment because that was you know it's the anniversary of nine eleven, and they play they ended with hurt. And lyrically, I mean. God, that song is just, you know, the fact that Johnny Cash did it. And then Trent Reznor, I love his response. He was like, you know, I don't write songs for other people to do. But then he's like, you know, it took on a whole new meaning beyond anything that he said he ever could channel. Because he wrote that song, you know, at a time in his life that was raw. And um, that's why I wanted to talk about the lyrics of Nine Inch Nails. It's raw. It's visceral. You you take it into you. Um. And for forty two years, I've taken lyrics into me, and um, I don't think I'll get a tattoo of it though. But uh, you know, you never know what may happen. I uh, anything could change. Preconceived notions. Um. You know. I think some people assume when you are where you're at in terms of age-wise, like I'm 42, that, oh, that's it. No. I'm fully aware there's experiences that I need to go through. (sighs) And I just did that, and it probably tells you what I'm thinking about a lot. A lot. So some of it is scary, and some of it uh, I'm learning I have to put myself in very uncomfortable situations to really further my journey on this earth. And that includes listening to things that make my watch go, you're in a loud environment, turn down the music. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that, especially for Nine Inch Nails or Tool or any of them, or of, of, most definitely Meshuggah. So I just wanted to talk about the lyrical aspects of nine inch nails and their creative force and the the main man. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, the main man, Mr. Trent Reznor. And um, for thirty four years, we've all been on this journey with him, letting these lyrics get into us, not just under our skin, but in our bloodstream. And um, it's moving. Don't you're not going to get me to cry on this show. It's just not. No, uh, I don't think I have that in me yet. You know, I think when I was younger, yeah, but now it's like, mm, it's got to take a real fucking wild moment to really stab me and and just make me bleed. Um, but lyrically, whoo lyrically, think of that. David Bowie and Lou Reed and, and all of the, you know, even Iggy Pop uh, all have debutized Trent Reznor in such a profound way because he's the future. He continues to be the future as an artist, as a writer, as a composer. You know, now Atticus Ross is in Nine Inch Nails, and that really changed the dynamic of the band. Now it's like, whoa, you've brought that to the forefront. So it's been a very exciting day, a, a scary day in some aspects. Um, but as a podcaster, I, I, you know, I just wanted to talk about the lyrical aspects of Nine Inch Nails and um, how the profound effect it has had on me and others. Because it's not just about me. At the same time, it's about everyone within this collective that listens to those lyrics and and lives and feeds those lyrics and and I know I'm not alone in that. So yeah, it was an interesting day. It was a wild day. I kind of let myself go, which was good. It was it was good because you know, I don't I don't always want to come off as um uh what is it? I don't want people to think I don't know how to have fun. I do know how to have fun. Um and at the same time I'm I'm put together in that, you know, i some people who are just, you know, yes, I, I my laugh is very interesting. I've talked about it before. I've been told I have an evil laugh. I don't mean to have an evil laugh. I have a wicked sense of humor, I will say that. Uh like one time I was at work and I did this laugh and someone just kinda of looked at me and I went, Oh, I think I just scared them. <laughs> Because at heart, you know, I'm not a bad person. Uh, I am fully aware that we all have the good and evil in us. And I'm fully aware of that. And I'm fully aware of demons and all this other shit. But my intentions are very clear. My intentions are of love and openness and inclusion and wanting everyone to feel that they are part of the table and that they are all loved and... um, um, a part of this journey that we're all on, and um, I want you know, that's that's really I mean, it kind of it kind of that's why the whole it kind of bothers me when people think oh I'm this way because I'm because uh, of my birthday and my my sign and the <laughs> come <laughs> whom I'm supposed to be with and. I don't think I've ever asked people, especially in the past. Oh, what was your sign? I really didn't. One of them, I, I can't even remember. And that was, it was good. It was good. I've talked about it extensively on here. It was passionate and it was good. I, I'm i assuming that his birthday was in September. I don't really remember, you know, but it was, it, 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 it was, it had its moment. You know, you got to understand and I was probably listening to Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> uh, when you're 30 years old, your brain is totally different to when now you're 42 years old. When you're 30 years old and you walk away from something and um, you, uh, you go about it in a different way. And yeah, you have regrets about it, which I did. And then you have to, but then you can't go back to it. I remember thinking, oh, I should really call them. And then I'm like, No, you have to walk away. You just have to walk away. And now I'm realizing, yeah, because I had to really just experience more of life on my own terms. And, um, yeah. And when it comes to the music, we all have to experience it on our own terms. So, hopefully, you've all gone on this journey with me now the next time I see Nine Inch Nails I will be taking someone with me one person in particular because as I said at the beginning of this podcast I promised that I would take them and I like to fulfill those promises whether it's personal or professional I fulfill those promises it's not easy but life itself should not be easy. And I was raised to meet a challenge. And there's a lot of challenges in me to be met. So I wanted to just say it's it's been an interesting Friday. It was fun. I'm sure there's a photo of me floating around where I'm doing, you know, I'm giving the devil horns. And, you know, once a rock star, always a rock star. So to Trent Reznor and the rest of Nine Inch Nails but in particular to Trent Reznor for writing these songs I want to thank you I even that song Deep oh my god that song uh, maybe we'll end with that that's such a good song That's a, and that's on a soundtrack probably not one of the best movies and we all watched it because you know Angelina Jolie uh, but it it is a good song and i and I enjoy that song and it's a hard to find song unless you have the soundtrack um uh, but uh can I end with that? I could try um they did the last time they did it live mm. Probably 2005 So I could really do Could I do a live track Here we go Deep from uh, that one movie that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. And that's the soundtrack song. And lyrically, it's like, whoa. Whoa. And sonically, and, and that's the other thing we have to talk about, is sonically, when Nine Inch Nails brings it, they fucking bring it, okay? I can't even remember if there was a mosh pit when I saw them. Maybe there was. I wasn't really paying attention. I was paying attention to what I was seeing in front of me, okay? And then the people who were dancing, it's like, all right, all right. Um, but, yeah. So, that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And um, Unpleasant Dreams. And, um, rock!